account Need no pennies to make the fan proud They see that we winning, they asking us out They paying the figure to figure it out In them KBH, yeah we do this for the king I love God but I don't play Don't want beef like Chick-fil-A In my bubble, in my space I'm a ball like NBA Y'all just do this for the pay Y'all we do this every day This not my kingdom This not my kingdom No this is his Don't live for myself What's good? NMKBH Nation. Man, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Not My Kingdom But His podcast, where we get a guest to come on here and tell his story of how he came to love Christ and know Christ's love. Today, we have a very special guest because he's my twin. You know, <laughs> it's, my, it's my brother, Brady Casper. Um, Brady, I wanted to say, first off, thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate you. Um, how about you start off just by telling NMKBH Nation a little bit about yourself. You should know him and you should really um, remember him because he's had some of our most powerful NMKBH talks. So we really appreciate this guest. Anytime he can come on, we just, we love it. So thank you, brother. And tell the podcast people, because this is the first time you've been on the podcast, I believe. So just yeah. let us know who you are, and just a little bit about yourself before we really dive in. Okay. Uh, D, I just want to thank you for even letting me on the podcast. And can I just give a shout out to the background of, uh, yeah, I was, I'm so sorry. I am so, first thing you need to know about me, I love Jesus. Second thing, I am not technologically savvy at all. So forgive me that I cannot make that my background on the easy Zoom call. <laughs> oh, you're good. You know, we love that deer back here. We, we love it in the corner. It brings the, it brings the right type of personality that we need on the Not My Kingdom But His podcast. Yes. Um, well, hello. Yeah, if you guys aren't familiar, my name is Brady Casper. I uh, am a student, a senior at the University of Kentucky. And that behind me is, uh, if you can see him, is my roommate Justin uh, Colvin's deer. His name is Bruce. He is our third roommate, uh, just for clarification and context. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, just something really simple. I am affiliated a little bit with the campus ministry CSF, uh, church here, Commonwealth City Church, headed by Andrew Eaton and Kurt Vernon. And yeah, I just fell in love with the Lord in college. I think the University of Kentucky has a bunch of special ministries. I met D, my twin, uh, my dear brother in Christ in college, my freshman year. And yeah, I just, uh, my aspirations that uh, might want to mention, and I'm glad this question was asked during Christmas also with my aunts, because they're always angsty uh, about my career aspirations after college. I'm planning on going to Southern Seminary in Louisville where I'll be getting a master's in divinity or MDiv as a lot of people call it and that yeah that's my goal I'd like to either go in the missions field or be a full-time senior pastor here in America yeah make an impact for the kingdom man that's uh that's an amazing thing you know we love it here not my kingdom but his we're all just trying to build Christ's kingdom one day at a time I, like I said, I truly appreciate you, brother. You mean a lot to me. Let's dive into the question that NMKBH Nation loves to hear about. At what moment did you figure out, did you feel God's love and you accept God's love? And what's been that, what, what was that point like in your life? 
Do you want the, <laughs> um, okay. Do you want a little bit of context? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, just making sure. I, uh, yeah, grew up in a Christian household. I played Upward where I was terrible at basketball and my dad was the coach. And if you're familiar with Upward, they hand out three stars, I'm pretty sure. Red, blue, and white. Red is offense, blue's defense, I'm pretty sure, and white's most Christ-like. And I got most Christ-like, not because I was morally good or even a follower of Jesus at that time. It's because I was terrible at basketball. And uh, same thing with Awana. Like, I really didn't pay attention that much. And, yeah, I grew up just going to church on Sundays, but really seeing it as a burden and seeing it more as not really a place to worship the Lord, but somewhere my parents wanted to go to teach me how to be a decent man after, uh, I guess, God's own heart. But yeah, then eventually I, I'm a history nerd. Uh, love history. Yeah. Uh, and America is a very special thing where they have the history channel on channel 52 back home in Louisville. So I clicked in one day and I saw they had this series called the Bible. It was 2013 and I was watching it and I was just like, this isn't real. They're going through the stories of Genesis and Exodus and all the way uh, through the old Testament with uh, the story of Samuel and David. And I was just like, there's no way like the parting of the Red Sea and uh, even like the flood and all this stuff, I was just mesmerized. But then finally getting to uh, Jesus, I'm like, wow, this, this guy's interesting. I wasn't saved at that moment. Like, I didn't really fall in love with Christ or feel his love towards me. I was just like, this is something I really want to study more. I'm more interested in it. And that took me to going to Trinity High School in Louisville, which was an all-guy Catholic school. Totally different from how I grew up. Uh, <laughs> coming from North Oldham, if you guys are familiar of it, in Oldham County. But I went and only to find out that 80 to 90% of the people at my school, I thought were going to love Jesus, but turns out not only were they not Catholic, they were agnostic. And I was just so deterred. And great guys, like when I say friendship, my experience there, but it was really deterrent. I was like, wow. Like Christianity just seems different than how I perceived it with uh, the classes I took and everything. Mm -hmm. And I got exposed through Southeast Christian, which is fourth largest church in America, a little bit through their uh, high school program called Bible and Beach, where they got to go down to Panama. That's the first time I heard oceans. <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's a heart tugger right there, man. That song right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but moving, yeah, moving past like that, that was, I saw a lot of people in love with Jesus, which was something that I, I wasn't familiar with uh, growing up as much. I saw people my age in love with Jesus, and I thought, wow, it struck me, didn't have a lasting effect, but it struck me. <clears throat> Finally, uh, yeah, I graduate high school, I'm going to college. My uh, May 1st, which is the last day to apply for either or finally decide, was between Indiana and Kentucky. I made a pro-con list. It was 14 categories. And my mom, after seeing I tied, said, you're going to Kentucky. And I was like, awesome. Best decision I never made. Went, uh, went, but I remember just not really asking the Lord, but just the universe. 
at that time. Uh, God, I really want to join a fraternity. All my friends are joining fraternities. I feel like this is the best use of my time, how I can become like still popular or at least like retain my friends and possibly find my future wife. Well, uh, God heard that prayer and he answered it to show a lot what I was dreaming of and what I wanted was not what I wanted apparently. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I joined uh, UK August of 2017 with the aspirations to go into poli sci and eventually go into politics, which D, I think you're yeah, trying to get into now. now. <laughs> yeah. And it, uh, it, I thought I had all, I had, thought I had life figured out. So every 18 year old, every 18 year old boy slash man uh, exactly. is in the same boat. Then I got to, yeah, rush week, standard stuff, loved uh, most of the guys I've known from high school to middle school. But I, at this point, due to uh, me being a little bit of Irish and all that being in my liver with the history of alcoholism in my family, we couldn't, <clears throat> unfortunately, uh, I abstained from alcohol from through high school just on the grounds that I was like really tempted, family has struggles, but I felt peer pressure to the max of just like, wow, you're not drinking. And I was like, okay, and maybe I don't think that many people were throwing out that much hints, but I felt like I needed to, to fit in. So I started drinking a lot and then eventually uh, started blacking out a considerable amount to the point where I was not accepted into a few fraternities that I wanted to get into and that caused me to drink more. And the people I was looking up to eventually, which were all the guys my age and people like Charlie Sheen from uh, Two and a Half Men, like just probably people I shouldn't have looked up to. But moving, <laughs> moving forward from that, uh, I was pursuing a relationship where then I eventually found out that she was pursuing other relationships and this, uh, I, how should I quote this? Open relationship uh, is what she wanted to call it. So I was like, wow, I can have multiple relationships at the same time. You're speaking my dreams. Man. Uh, yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't know that was possible. I thought that was just in the TV shows and the movies. The so times. <laughs> what'd you say? I said the olden times. <laughs> or, or in Utah, or in Utah. The uh, but yeah, I was just blown away. I'm like, wow, okay. So I was trying to pursue, I think, within three month period, seven relationships. And I could hardly... I don't use a calendar for school, let alone that. So that didn't, that fizzled out quick. But ultimately, a lot of stuff happened my first semester to make me see what I was looking towards wasn't going to be one everlasting, wasn't healthy, wasn't beneficial, and ultimately would destroy my life if I kept going down that path. And the first thing was, yeah, first thing happened September that September, uh, late in the year, my a good friend of mine got sexually assaulted by, I don't know the exact person, but she was raped by a group of people that I went to, that I've known from my past. I knew every guy in the fraternity, so it was bound to be one of them. And I'm not saying this about all fraternities, or even most, like basically 
this happens, but not by fraternities exclusively. It was just this group of guys. So I was baffled because I grew up with these guys. I've known them. And I was just really thinking, I'm like, wow, why in the world am I looking up to people that did this to my friend? Because she was in the hospital that night. She uh, couldn't stand the sight of being with the man uh, or even like the same room. And that made me start to contemplate my own life. And I was just like, wow, am I really diverging from what I planned, from what I was expecting of the world or even in college and friend groups. Then eventually uh, about yeah, a month later, I set a record in a dojo hall and that's Donovan and Johnson, if anyone knows where that is on campus, where I got alcohol, um, $500 worth of alcohol in a pink bag that someone gave me. And I got caught with that by the police. And then 12 hours later, a separate warning, I got caught with uh, drugs. And the cop and the RA or RD, which is resident director said, you set a record, but they made me call my parents and they're just like, they're not pressing any charges. But my parents were like, Brady, you could have got kicked out of college. Like, what are you doing with your life? And I was like, wow, I could have, huh? I never really thought about that. So at this point I have that um, going even further back with my friend that got sexually assaulted. And then now about a week later, I had a pregnancy scare with a woman that made me contemplate, oh my gosh, I could be a father in the midst of all of this. Like I could hardly take care of myself. I'm not sober during some of my classes. Actually still, yeah, most of my classes, uh, even in tests. So I was just like, my life's slowly getting ruined more and more and I can't have a kid in this. And that took me away from, yeah, really just my family. I started feeling more detached from them. My friend groups, I felt like I let them down. And this woman, she uh, was just in deep depression after for three no, three weeks. Yeah, I didn't see her for three weeks. She was just in bed day and night. Ultimately, coming to the point of, wow, like, and if... I guess if you have depression, you might experience this. But I was like, everything I touch is ruined. And I was like, wow, I, I don't think a single good thing came out of this year. And looking back on it, it's just the Lord showing me that everything I placed hope in was deferred. Then our birthday, wow, okay, I forget. Yeah, this applies to so November 29th, uh, 2017 the same woman walked up and gave me a card. At this point, I was trying to pursue, yeah, I was, I tried and planned to have three dates that day and not with this woman. So she gave me a card and this is the one I had a pregnancy scare with, written in crayon and it was cute, but last second also. Uh, she gave me a card saying, you're the best person I ever knew. I'm like, what? It's like, I hope not. One, I'm trying to cheat on you the day of an hour before I was actively not pursuing you in a relationship and seeking somebody else. And yet you wrote me this card. Also, I got you, like I literally had a pregnancy scare with you to the point where you were in bed, depressed for a long period of time, even during this time she was. So that broke my heart. I, uh, I really, I wasn't, didn't know the Lord, didn't feel his love, but I did know the consequence of sin at that point. I was like, I am a, <laughs> I am a sinner in need of a savior. 
not really looking towards anything particularly, but that was consuming me. Sin was just so, so active in my life. And I saw it. Uh, and like any rational person, I cut off everybody. <laughs> I, uh, I delete, blocked everyone on social media that I knew at the time, cut off relations with the people for about a week. And that's including my family and my roommate, which if you look in my room in this, my freshman dorm, it's only a divider. I actively sought out not seeking my roommate because we were in the same room, which God bless him. That must've been really awkward. Uh, I know he was thinking, what is he doing? (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He later found out, but yeah, he, he thought it was weird. Then one night, near uh, Kentucky Proud Stadium, which is the baseball field, if I'm remembering correctly, when it was still under construction, I remember praying, help. And the Lord answered seven hours later with two cheerleaders named Taylor and Kennedy Bricky. They invited me to go to a ministry called CSF. And I was like, oh, this is cool. This is the first room I actually entered where there wasn't alcohol or people smoking. So that stuck out immediately. And yeah, from there, really didn't have a good friend group, lost most of my friends. And during Christmas break, yeah, during Christmas break, pushed away my family even more. They asked, it's like, are you seeing anybody? I'm like, yes, with tears. Uh, (laughs) And kept on pushing people away, pushing people away. Eventually getting called out for drinking too much by fraternities or a specific friend of my fraternity. And I was like, wow, I drink too much for him. My life screwed up. Contemplating that, I lost everybody. Then Dee's roommate, Camden Cunningham, and a few other people invited me to go to uh, a retreat in Gatlinburg. I went on that, not really expecting much, just trying to get away from Lexington. And yeah, the Lord Lord radically changed my life. that Saturday night with just a man named Aaron Trejo sharing the gospel with me right during communion. And then right after that, just contemplating what he said and a few others, seeing people actively in love with Christ. And I was just praying, wow, Lord, I want that. And from, yeah, from that there on out, God drastically changed the direction of my life. I went back to Lexington. Uh, God let me, see uh, and witness to a man named Brian Vance that following day and he gave his life to Christ and I was just like whoa god you can save everybody um then yeah eventually wanting to uh get baptized and that happened April 25th but yeah the lord radically changed me out of uh out of that and haven't really looked back since yeah man one thing you know, there's many things that you can take away from your story. But one thing that I love is just how you can see how the Lord covers you even before you choose him, before you even know it. Just like with all the things that you said you had gotten into with a pregnancy scare and getting caught by the RD with um, drugs and the different alcohol, and you could have been kicked out of school and um, all that stuff, God covered you because he knew that he had another plan for you. And it was just a matter of time before his plan would come into fruition. And um, I'm not saying if, 
if you did get kicked out, there wouldn't have been another way because God's plans is always gonna is always gonna come to fold. Like God's in ultimate control. We don't have enough power to change what God's gonna do. But mm-hmm. to just see how He covered you and all of that to get you ultimately to where you're at is just something that I believe can give hope to everybody to let them know that no matter if you've chosen Christ yet or not, before you know he loves you, before you feel his love, before you choose to love him back, he's covering you because he has something special for you. It's just a matter of time for it to come into fruition. Mm-hmm. Man, so since that, kind of what has your life looked like after that? So you mentioned how you um, witnessed to Brian Vance, and that was one of the things you got baptized in April um, of that of that year since then since those moments what has your life kind of looked like and how have you really showed God's love through your life yeah I uh <laughs> since April I got baptized April 5th and then a man by the name of Tibor Burdett came into my life shortly before April 5th and he decided to get baptized um and he got saved I think or he would say in a text when I had the flu, I'm on fire. And I was like, what? I was like, I got really scared for him. I thought he was in, a, in an actual fire. But no, the Lord has uh, saved him. So just witnessing and seeing what the Lord did in Tibor's life. Shortly after that, I was praying one day. And actually, it was before that. It was uh, yeah, the week before I got baptized. I was praying just about at this point, I wanted to go into ministry. And I was asking the Lord, like, no one's hiring. Can I please, like, I would like to have a job. Like, if this is your will for my life, this is something that you really earnestly desire um, in me, if this is a gifting that you've given me. So the, the Lord did something miraculous. About 30 minutes after that, I went over to a local church. I prayed for the congregation before uh, Easter, and they hired me in the youth ministry department. I was like, okay, cool. So I got to work with uh, St. John's United Methodist, which are just a bunch of bunch of saints. I love them. They, uh, yeah, oh man, those kids are special. They, yeah, I got to work with them for two years over the summers. Then ministry, yeah, I, God's put a lot of things in my path. I think it's, it was a local ministry that I got to talk to on Wednesdays with, and I'm not an eloquent speaker at this point to say the least, or even now, but really back then I got to go in front of homeless people and talk about Jesus. And that was very humbling because they seemed like they had a better connection to Jesus and knew more about the Lord and their sufferings than I ever could and where I come from. And yeah, just really them witnessing to me about the love of God, uh, was phenomenal through Lighthouse Ministries moving from there. Yeah, just really, I guess recently, the past year, contemplating prayer and how even from like my testimony that I've shared, like one word help and how God answered it in a miraculous way all the way to praying for someone's salvation or uh, healing or God just to work the miraculous in someone's lives. it happens. It happens every day. Every breath we take is a miracle. So just asking the Lord and seeking his face and realizing that 
the best gift is to seek his face and that he answers and that Psalm 65, that he hears us. So yeah, prayer uh, was opened up to me. But yeah, that, I'm trying to think. That, those are the highlights besides, yeah, a local ministry that I'm trying to start up called UK Pray, where we're praying for every single student uh, or yeah, every single person on the University of Kentucky's campus by name in hopes that God will do the miraculous and save them and bring them closer to himself. And that's powerful because that gives people hope. That you don't even know who Jesus is is have people praying for them on their, on, on their behalf. That's something that's just going to be so powerful. And it's gonna, there's going to be a shift on UK's campus because of that. Because there's no way. If you pray for everybody, lives are going to be changed. Lives are going to be won over to Christ. And his kingdom will be continually built. So I admire that, man. Last question I have for you before we wrap it up for the day. If you could tell young Brady one thing, what would it be? Uh, I'm going to use the basic graduation verse, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you. Uh, and that, I, I would explain it and say, yes, they're to prosper. The Lord is our great shepherd that guides his sheep, but also the plans that he has for you might not be in the quote unquote prosperity of your life. It'll be in the prosperity of eternity. Uh, yeah, just looking at, yeah, just looking at my life, just like you might not be the richest man, you might not be even the most handsome or the most uh, blessed, quote unquote, in that sense. But eternally, uh, you will be with him in paradise and strain towards the goal and don't lose your first love, as John's warning is for one of the churches in Revelation. Man, that's. That's powerful. That's powerful. Your young self would appreciate it. And I know the rest of NMKBH Nation appreciates it. Um, just want to thank you one more time for um, for coming on to uh, the Not My Kingdom, but his podcast. We really appreciate any time we can get you on as a guest here at NMKBH. We appreciate you. I love you, brother. And I just can't wait to see what God continues to do in your life, man. You got any last words you want to share with us? Yeah. 2021, uh, God bless. I, for, I'm assuming most of your audience is America, if not regionally in local Kentucky. So yeah, I just and encourage during this time, during this season of uh, winter, just to seek the Lord and his presence and realize that it's not our kingdom, but his man thank you brother in kbh nation you know what time it is it's time for our challenge so in the early parts of brady's story one of the themes that i got out of it was that our god covers us before we even realize it before we even acknowledge him before we even choose him what aspects of your life when you look back can you look and say wow god covered me before I even was thinking about loving him back, but he still was there covering me. What moments in your life would did you know that God was covering you? That wraps up another episode of the Not My Kingdom, But His podcast. 
We appreciate you, NMKBH Nation. We appreciate you, Brady, for sharing your heart and being so real with NMKBH Nation. We'll see you all next week. NMKBH, out.